Lou on Lou, Coach Ty Lou on Sweet Lou Williams. We had a talk last night. You know, I just told him, you know, offensively, I mean, defensively, he's been really solid all year. And I just said, offensively, he's been trying to do the right thing of moving the basketball. But I just told him, you know, you just got to be yourself. You know, be who you are, um, who, who you've been the last 14, 15 years. And if you score, we're going to keep you out there. And um, he said, say less. You know, so that's their, that's their new lingo, say less. And um, tonight, you know, he came out and had a, a great offensive performance. the sound of the horn welcome to an all-new legendary clipcast i'm your host chris career best kawild with me as always you know you love him all the way from his home studio in burbank california it's henry Dittman, everybody i can't hear you Coach told me to oh, say less. God. <laughs> oh, you got me, you dirty dog. I got you, you crumb oh, bum. Oh, you gosh. fell for it. Go, that Clips. That is embarrassing. Oh, we're back. We are back. Let, us, let me be straight up with you right off the bat, Clippers Nation. Uh, after that win, our first game in Golden State, Chris and I were like, ah, we, should, we got a podcast. And then we both said, nah, we'll do it after we whoop them in the next game. When we whoop them on Friday, we'll do a double clip cast, double victory. So we we just got on the phone and carried on and drank and partied. And then we really regret, Friday night, we really regretted not podcasting on Wednesday. We got arrogant. Oh, we got cocky. Hubris. Well, you Hubris. and I FaceTimed each other. Yeah, I was literally in a record my you know my home recording studio, FaceTiming you and hanging out with you post W. And at one it. point, at one point, you did say to me, "We we really should clipcast." No, I and, did. I wasn't hammered this time. I was not yeah, hammered. That's not true. Know. But I wasn't. I was you were in, in a hot, hot tub. tub. Yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> that can't be good for audio. It can't be good it's, for audio. Also, I but listen. Once you're in a hot tub for like 30, 40 minutes. Which is, I'm sure, not doctor recommended, but it's very relaxing. I sleep like a baby after. Well, it's not Dipcast, it's Clipcast, but oh, Dip, did we give it to him? The Bulls today for a day game. Listen, gang, not only was this a big bounce back from the loss at San Francisco, where we had a 22 point lead, I believe, but also more importantly, this was a bounce back from the doldrums and the horrible cobweb worst loss in franchise history day game, the last home day game. We are perennially, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but we are oft a horrible home day game team. And we didn't score barely any points in our Kawhi-less day game last time, the game that shall not be talked about. But this game today, we scored all the points and literally Chicago scored all the points as well. Just three less and the Clippers get a W Chicago actually couldn't miss, but luckily the Clippers also couldn't miss led by Kawhi Leonard's career best 21 point third quarter performance. Most points in a quarter ever for Kawhi. That's a lot of points. That's like an 84-point game if you keep up that pace. And listen, you would have thought Zach Levine was going to hit that pace. He'd hit like nine threes in the game, nine of 14, something like that off the top of my head. I don't know why I'm doing it off the top of my head. I could just look on the internet, but I won't. 
Uh, but man, did he come down with a chance to tie the game with that final three? And it was it was an air ball. Air ball. Totes and he just hit ball. the now, previous say, three. Now, when you say perennially, we are a bad day game team. Is perennial Greek for literally every single time we play a day game, we lose? <laughs> yeah, I believe we lose so. them all. And man, we and by the way, we've played the most in the NBA. We no. have played. Yeah, I want to. Say, I don't. I don't remember what the actual stat was. But we are if we are the number one team in playing day because we share our stadium with sure. the Lakers and with the Kings and, and, and the, with yeah, the Sparks the and with everything else. And as a result of that, we and play Taylor the most Swift matinees concerts. in the league. And man, it's brutal. It's, it's brutal. brutal. But you know what? We won't. Not at the ball sack, not in Inglewood, not at the ball. No, we never will. But center. man, it was a big thing for us to win this game. It was a big thing for us to come back from behind. It was a big thing for us to not drop two games in a row. And Clippers Nation, please step back from the ledge. As of today, we were one game. We're we're one game more better back from the lead in the Western Conference. Can we please stop? Yeah, oh my lord, it's eleven games. We're a game Ugh. out of first. We're a game out of seed. first. One game. We've, we've played the one seed and the two seed and beaten them both, the L word and the Suns. So everybody relax when we lose. I no, I'm Just glad you relax, brought that up. Guys. And, and with, I a, think with, a, with a brand new coach and a brand new system and a brand new coach. Come on, people. Chill. Relax. I think today's game is the perfect example because, A, we get the W, right? But, sure. B, if you go on social media, even though Kawhi Leonard had a career best – for a quarter scoring flurry of 21 points in a quarter. The only thing that NBA Twitter can talk about is Zach Levine's 45 points in a losing effort. So my point is, for some reason, the Twitter sphere only talks about the Clippers when we lose. And then when we win, they won't even talk about us. They won't mention the fact that Kawhi Leonard had a career-best 21-point Scurring, scurring, scurry, scoring, scurry, scoring, scoring, scurry. scurry. Seems right. Seems right. Yeah, seems right. Seems fair. <laughs> sure, why not? I'll go with it. But I, we have to retrain ourselves, Clipper Nation, because when we lose, we cannot think that the sky is falling. And the reason we do is because look, we were the worst team in all of sports ten years ago for forty years. Okay. But that was yeah. 10 years ago. And and then you could say, oh, but in 10 years, what have you done? Well, we've become a winning basketball team. We've gotten sure. to the playoffs. Eight out of nine seasons, we're obviously going to get there this season, make it nine out of 10. And, oh, uh, yeah, but what have you done inside the play? I mean, yeah, look, I get it. We need to get past round two. And we got pretty damn close in the bubble. And we didn't pulled the trigger we didn't finish the job neither did the number one seed milwaukee bucks but you'll never hear about them when they lose on the twitter sphere i mean you do we all but i mean gosh man there's a there's a lot of super teams in the west who haven't done much i mean when you've got the golden state warriors previously and now you've got the other team in los angeles holding two of like the top eight players in the league like and one of the like come on Come on, people. I get it. It's disappointing. But also what would help you, and I say this as a Dallas Cowboys fan. I say this as a fan of the NFL team that every single season, everyone in the news is like, well, this year the Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. And guess what, Chris? Mm. They never go to the Super Bowl. And we've had this argument before, and you're like, yes, but they have. 
But like this is you can't get a new player and say we're going to win it all this year based on what? Right. Just right. like just give these guys a minute to figure it out and they figured it out today. Let's start off talking first of all how Kawhi Leonard finally did not have to wear that terrible mask. That must well, have felt great. That's the thing. That's the thing I wanted to talk about. There were two things that have been killing us, I think. And we basically got rid of both of those things. One you just mentioned. Kawhi's GD mask was driving him bananas. There was that one weird stat that he didn't turn the ball over in 120 minutes of mask wearing, but it clearly bothered him, that mask. And somebody asked He said He told us he did. He said it did. Yeah, he said it was a bummer. He said the guys called me Leatherface. He put Serge Ibaka on the trading block. There's a guy on Twitter who asked us this question, and I'll bring his name up during the break so I can give him a shout-out. But he basically says, and I want to hear your take on this, Hank, are the Clippers turning into Paul George's team? Paul George had an amazing line today and was fabulous. Now, a masked Kawhi Leonard, yeah, I think it's. I think the Clippers are 100% Paul George's masked Kawhi Clippers team. But without the mask, look what Kawhi does. He leads all Clippers in scoring, and – Paul George was fantastic, but it was definitely the two of them who combined for, I believe, 63 points. So it's not necessarily, no, it, I don't think it's Paul George's team. I think it was when Kawhi was out, certainly, and masked. But now that that mask is off, and let's keep our eyes on it, but I think this is not Paul George's Clippers team. I think this is our two shining superstars, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's team. And then, of course, sweet Lou today, finally, his, I think this was the first game of the season, technically, for Sweet Lou, because Ty Lou had that conversation we heard at the top of the show, and say less, shoot more, and and Sweet Lou heard from Spicy Ty Lou, and Sweet Lou Williams was lights out today and was exactly what we needed with over 20 points, and where has that Lou Will been? But he's back now, hopefully for good. Well, look, it's a new offense, right? So it, things take time. Um, first of all, I first of all, I want to come back. I'm I'm so irritated that you asked me the question that you have been texting and teasing and tweeting for a week about is it Kawhi Leonard's team? And before I got a chance to answer, you're moving on to Lou Williams. So, I, but I will first talk about <laughs> Lou Williams. And I am a so motor mouth. You. So classic. <laughs> I love it. That's one of the things. That, that's how we became friends. I will say this about Lou Williams. Uh, the answers to like the shining examples of someone's play are not always in the stat line. But, man, when you go 6 of 10 from the field and you pull 21 points and you get, on top of everything else, three steals, like, Ugh. it's just nice. And we were pl- and we were getting steals tonight. That steal late was we, we had 13. We got 13 steals tonight to their oh, six wow. steals. We doubled wow. up their steals, and three of them are from Lou Williams. Oh, Lou Williams, who never plays defense. Well, tonight he did. <laughs> Today, he certainly did. He played great defense. He got four assists. Oh, he only ever shoots. He got four assists. Say less, steal more. Say he less, got four steal assists. more. He, he dunked is the your ball. Lead, he's your leading bench player in assists. Other than Pat Beverly and Paul George, who had nine assists, P.S. Wow. He is your, he is, he's tied with Kawhi Leonard for the next highest assists. Paul George's line was so sick. 28 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds. 
five for eight from three point land. Paul George was nice tonight. Smooth butter. Zubats again with two rebounds, which is a bummer. But 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 let's talk about Paul George and let's talk about Kawhi Leonard. So here's my. Oh, Zubats had seven rebounds. Buster Brown, stop. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was sorry, sorry, sorry. I was looking at uh, previous game, previous uh, earlier game. Okay, so listen. uh, As far as Kawhi Leonard. Uh, it's exciting that that uh, Zoo got boards. We need him to. We need These games him where too. he only gets two are killing us. Um, yeah. So here's the thing about Kawhi, quote unquote Kawhi Leonard's team. First of yeah. all, um, I don't think Kawhi Leonard is the kind of player who cares about a team being quote unquote his team. Um, mm. I think that probably he cares about winning, mm. and is not that guy. I don't think he's that guy that when we are doing poorly barks at the team he leads by example he puts his head down and he tries to play harder so this is where i first of all would say it is more likely to always be Kawhi leonard's team versus paul george's in that his style of play lends more leadership than paul george's style of play paul george is steady to me um he's that he's smooth he doesn't up his pace he plays great playing downhill uh, he was all over the place tonight, but I never get the impression that like he's going, let's go, guys. Uh, so I don't think it's ever I don't feel like it's ever going to be him. For, first of all, because he doesn't sound like Sergeant Slaughter from G.I. Joe. Uh, oh, wow. But I just don't think I don't think that Deep he's hole. that's right. That's right. Real old. Deep uh, I, I don't think he's ever. I, 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 so first of all, I don't think Kawhi Leonard necessarily cares about that. But I no. also, and I also I would also say. Maybe none of the Clippers especially care about it being, quote-unquote, their team. They just want to win. Um, on top of that, I don't see it being becoming Paul George's team. But, but, um, it's fa- since we signed Paul George to a five-year extension, I'm oh, very love. relieved. I am very relieved to have seen yes. so many games where Paul George looks like he could be the solo leader of the team. Because obviously we didn't have what is good. healthy Paul George last season. We just didn't one have the, what we have now. No, we didn't have him. And also, one of the things that's making Clippers fans so anxious mm-hmm. is there's this feeling of, like, we had better win or we lose Kawhi, right? So yeah. Paul George playing great and looking great, first of all, is incentive for Kawhi to stay. And then you're not going to want to hear me say this, but if for some reason we don't keep him, it's incentive for someone else to come and play with him. And that's what this is about. It's about let's make sure that the end of this season is not do or die. That really is what it's about. And so I, so it would be okay with me if it quote unquote became Paul George leading the team, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't really see it. I think these guys just lead by playing and it's on Ty Lu. It's Ty Lu's team. Spicy so him Lou. picking up the phone and calling players and Spicy. laying down the law and telling Spicy. them you're out oh, yeah. and all of that, that's like that's what we need. He's the one we need. And and frankly, we all know who the player on our team is who's the one to bark at guys and get them going Patrick when Beverly. people need to be mo- – that's right. That's now, right. Now, let me who, – who do you think, Hank, is the second most vocal clipper? We all know Patrick Beverly is the number one most vocal clipper. We all know Kawhi Leonard is the king of say less. He says nothing. Who's the second most vocal clipper? In, in just I mean, know, is off, it, off the cuff. Is it is it Serge Ibaka? Oh, that's a pretty good answer. I was going to say He's Mook Morris. I like it. I like Serge Ibaka. Man, uh, yeah, I'm glad Mook got some rebounds. He kind of he kind of repaired himself later in the game. He didn't start hot for us. 
His first game was great back, and then he wasn't playing all that great. But he ended up three of five from three with seven rebounds. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, you are. Uh, I love and and for a bench player, ooh, we for a bench player. Am I right? That's nice. Well, the bench was the other problem that I talked about. There were two big problems: Kawhi Leonard's mask, and the bench was problematic. It's why we gave up. A lot of big leads because the starters would start fabulously. Specifically, Kawhi Leonard and Patrick Beverly had like plus 65s or something whenever they were on the floor together in hundreds of minutes. And then that bench would come in and literally give up the lead or let the other opposing team back in it. And the bench was super problematic. And then, you know, you saw something change today. Maybe you did. Maybe you noticed it. Maybe you didn't. But the great... Justin Russo at Fly by Night asked this question to spicy coach Ty Lue after the game. So everybody take a listen to this. One, it seems like one of the key adjustments you made for this game was kind of splitting up Luke Kennard and Lou Williams, being able to let each of them run with the starters for a little bit. Is that something that was kind of only for this game or is it something you kind of foresee as doing in the future as well? Well, we gave, we gave a 10 game sample size of how we wanted to play it. And, you know, with Lou, Luke and Reggie and, um, you know, we gave it a shot and then the numbers came back. It wasn't as good as we, we need them to be. So, um, I had conversations with all the guys last night and um, talked to each guy individually, just tell them what my mindset was and what my thinking was. And everybody was great with it. And so, um, you know, Reggie has been playing good for us. I thought, you know, he has, he's had some good stretches. You know, um, I had to talk to him last night about just staying ready and then just trying to stagger Lou and Luke as much as possible so we can always have at least four defenders on the floor at the same time. So, so the bench was problematic because Boy, of that three-guard lineup. That three-guard yeah. lineup was such a problem. And Coach Ty Lue making an adjustment early in the season. And look, we're going through growing pains, but lucky for us, and it ain't luck, it's all skill, folks, we're the three seed. We're a game out of first. We're seven and four. We're a winning basketball team. And look at spicy coach Ty Lue making adjustments, calling the guys. And, and look, Reggie Jackson was a DNP. He didn't play. Coach's decision didn't get a single second. And he really went with nine guys today. Terrence Mann played literally seconds of basketball. And then and then the rest, nine-guy lineup, and it worked to the tune of 130 points. The Bulls could not miss today. They shot like over 60%, I want to say, as a team or something crazy, and literally lost, which is unheard of. Oh, excuse me. They, they shot... 54.5%, which is a better shooting percentage than we had. We shot 52.6%. They technically shot better than us at 54.5%, yet we still won the ball game. And look at the Ty Lue adjustment. Change up that three-guard lineup that wasn't working. And what I took away from what spicy coach Ty Lue just said about Sweet Lou and Cool Hand Luke Kennard is that these guys aren't going to be playing together, really. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. 
he wants four ace defenders on the floor at all times. And I, I think that was my takeaway from it was he's going to split them up a little, and he's certainly not going with that three-guard lineup. What's your takeaway from what Spicy just said to uh, fly-by-night Jason Russo, Justin Russo? Yeah, that yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I was more struck. I, I don't disagree with that. I was more struck with the fact that it didn't – it sounded to me like you said, I sat down and had a tough conversation with Kennard – Lou Williams and Reggie Jackson and you know they really all got it and now we're we're gonna this is how we're gonna play Lou and Kennard and I just imagine Reggie going oh no <laughs> oh oh no oh Lou no and Ken- oh no not like uh, these not and look like and these. listen listen man it, it's certainly unfair to categorize a player based on one game's line. But he played six minutes and got zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, and one personal foul versus in our loss versus Golden State. Blech. And 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 listen, he he coming off the bench, he he. I, th- I want to say it was more like six six points, eight points the last two games uh, prior. Uh, but we all know the struggles that Reggie has had, and and sure. we also all need to understand, like I said earlier in the podcast, that. Lou is going to try things out. Um, yes, and so he just said, just said he took a well, – what did I say? Yeah, Lou. I just want to yeah. dif- differentiate between the Lou's. We got oh, two yeah, yeah. Lou's. We got sweet Lou. We got spicy Lou. Sorry. Ty Lou is going to try things out. He's going to try things out. And I, I, I like the idea of, oh, he just went a dozen, you know, 10 games. This is game 11. 11, yeah. So he's, so he's got 11 games. He's talking about looking at things and switching things up. And now we're going to see. I wonder if we'll see that again in 10 more games. Yeah, that was kind of um, interesting it, that it was a 10-game experiment, and they looked at the numbers, and the numbers came back, and it was like, well, that's not working. Zoo was real cold in those first 10 games. He had some flourishes, but I I was I liked Zubots better today from what I saw of him today with the seven rebounds. We had three guys with seven rebounds today. I don't know. Zoo just felt better to me, and he, like at the end of the day, Lou to Zoo is not going to be what Lou to Trez was, right? Because those guys went to Atlanta together, worked in the offseason together. You know, Trez would never stop playing basketball, shined in the Drew League. Like, Trez is a special guy and has great hands. Zoo is a special guy in that he's a big and he's young and he's losing weight and he's focused, but he doesn't have the hands of Trez, okay? So Lou to Zoo was not going to be what Lou to Trez was. And they need to go through those growing pains and figure it out. And I think, I think they did. And then also, whatever Spicy said to Sweet, the Lou to Lou convo worked. And I hope to see more of it in the upcoming games. We've got a couple of days off, which is actually nice, because we have played a lot of basketball in the oh, past week, so actually, much. to start the season. It's been it's been exhausting. So much. It'd be, good. It'd be good now after 11 games for Ty, Ty Lue to get to have some practices and look at some things and try some stuff out. But look, listen, man. Uh, okay, Zoo got five points today, right? That's not great. Um, he do, I, I don't disagree with anything you just said. I would also say, off the top of my head, there were two dunks that oh, 10 more games Beautiful. into the— 10 more, 10 more games into the season— that t- no two missed dunks that 10 oh, more games into brutal. the season Zubats makes them he right. makes them like they were they were they were like there was this one exchange where he got a deflection and then sprinted to the other end of the court it was a block 
to Beverly. That's what right. it was. Second quarter block. Zubac got a block. Yep. Then Beverly picked it up. Zoo sprinted the court, give right. and go from Beverly and the dunk. And that happened. There were two more times in the game where Zoo had those sorts of opportunities or putbacks that yep. were they were just a next level aggressive attempt than anything we've seen him do. He actually is a very I don't mean soft in a negative way. He's a he's a very like graceful player i think zoo is when he goes up to the rim there were a couple times today where i was like he missed a dunk in a way but yes bro yes you really aggressively charged it go. and you yeah. yes with power that's a better way of saying it i mean he missed them but i think 10 more games in he makes them and he did them in heavy traffic this so, is a new I don't know, role I, for I, zoo zoo was the starter that? This is a new role yeah. for Zoo. He was the starter, yeah. and then he and then he never played in the second half. Basically, right? He never he never saw a single solitary second in the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden, in the bubble, roles were reversed, and now he finishes games, and Trez doesn't, and he did okay sometimes, and then was crap other times. But basically, it was a problem last season because Trez's shortcomings came back and kicked us in the ass in the bubble, right? And then all of a sudden, Doc says, okay, well, Trez isn't going to finish. Zoo is. Well, Zoo's not used to that, right? So now, Zoo, this is, once again, a brand new role for Zoo. I love Zoo. We stole Zoo from the L word. We traded Moose Mouskotelli or something. Moose Mouskowitz from the Mickey Moose Club. Anyway, we traded Moose for Zoo. They gave him to us for a song, and the guy has been fabulous, and now he's in a new role. He's the backup center. Serge Ibaka is our starting center. We've talked at length about how much better he has. But here's the thing, Hank, and I want to talk about this one point in the game that was a huge turning point. Right before Lou's sweet Lou Will's steal, to, and, then, and then he speeds down to the other side of the court and, and kind of layup dunks it. And Kawhi ran a, a wonderful interference. It was almost, uh, a, it was almost a dunk. It was, it almost, was almost a dunk. A dunk. It was almost <laughs> a dunk. But the play before that, because that was the dagger, okay? The play before that was the real beauty. The four-point play that but really ooh. gave us that little cushion from, are yeah. you ready for this? Nicholas yes. Baboom! That's his new nickname, Nicholas Baboom. Anytime no. he hits one of those corner no. threes, Nick what about, Baboom. What about, what about Kaboom? No, Batum is Baboom. It's not Katum. It's not Katum. It's not Katum. This is the I'm new not here. I don't, I don't know. This I don't Nick. know. Try it Kaboom. in the game. You're going to like it. Nick Kaboom. Okay. Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly finds Nicholas Batum in the corner. Baboom! Nicholas Baboom for three. Bingo. Oh, and it's a four-point play. Oh, Baboom to the line. Come on, you know you like it. You know you love it. Holy crap, he hates the nickname. I've, I don't like I've, it. Every I just... time. No, you hate it. You hate it. Kaboom. You want kaboom. <laughs> you want kaboom. I love alliteration. Baboom. All right. Ba hey, look, man. We don't, we don't. Baboom. I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. You we don't have to like. We, both, we don't have to like the same things just because we almost always have. We almost right, always well, have. I, all right. I'm going to blow your mind. I don't like the Clippers. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't hate dude, the Clippers. Dude, it was so amazing. But uh, Batum, so that amazing. That four-point play was so sick. And it was that four-point play. Uh, that was a, that was almost like a that that was a that three pointer under duress. I mean, he really did get fouled. He's off balance, and light the fuse. 
because Nicholas baboom, and you could feel the earth shake because of the explosion of the baboom. Do you understand? And, and bro, it's not kaboom. Look, it's man, not we a also we started the, we, All right, oh, I get it. There's something there. We kaboomalis baboom. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're an idiot. <laughs> we started the fourth quarter tied up, 94 to 94. Uh, it was really nice to watch a different team blow a lead for once. Yeah, sure. It was very nice. Um, but like, how great was Kawhi Leonard in that third quarter? Holy oh, cow! Holy five for five. Whoa, he got us back in duty. He tied the game up. He made it a twelve-minute game, and then Marcus he, he Morris did it himself too. Marcus Morris Senior couldn't blew a layup off of a great Kawhi Leonard assist. Um, it, it just there was a moment where it felt like it was getting away from us. Then Lou Williams he got, got fouled. fouled. He got fouled. Lou Williams got <laughs> fouled. Two free throws. Uh, right. But man, that Nick Batum three and one. That is like some veteran business when you can drain a three oh, he's right best. as you're getting whacked like that. It was amazing. Amazing. He he does these things where. He didn't like we didn't get my six guys in double digits. We didn't need them because our two superstars combined for 63. But that four point play was such a difference maker. Lou Williams defensive prowess for the steal. Such a difference maker. Obviously, these are things Lou's not known for his defense. Yes, Nicholas Batum is known for that corner three. But, you know, obviously he had that dodgy year last year in Charlotte. Who can blame him? It's horrible in the Carolinas. <laughs> he's here. He's back. Come on, I got family and he in the Carolinas. <laughs> that's the thing I hate the most. <laughs> the th- he's back. And, they don't listen. And, <laughs> and he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to do twenty points. I mean, I think we're going to see him explode. Uh, see, we're going to see him explode. All right. Boom. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see him explode. We're going to see him explode for twenty point plus games. Yes, we will see that. But we don't need it every night. And no, we don't need Will what we firing, need. We need his efficiency, yeah. which is what we got. I mean, it, it it's okay if he doesn't get 20 points if he steps on the floor, shoots three three threes, and makes two of them. I mean, you can't get mad sure. at that. That's great. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Even better when Kawhi Leonard hits seven of nine and Paul George hits five of eight. I mean, holy yes. wow. Our three-point percentage was 52.5%. We are officially the best three-point three shooting team in the NBA. Folks. What does that make the Bulls? Because they were they were they were great too. They they were better than us tonight because of Zach Levine. Uh, frankly, they it three. makes the Chicago Bulls Chicago bullshit, Hank. <laughs> That's what it makes the Bulls. <laughs> get ready. I think get ready to. I think that. one sh. I think one sh, and we can still call it a clean podcast. Well, Just I one. hope I so. You, I think you're allowed one. I, I also you know one. the you know the Bulls. Interestingly, they did have six players in double digits. Um, oh my criminy. They, they did. They only play and but they only played nine guys. So that's maybe gonna happen so, when you only play nine guys. So tonight we broke what what everyone is now calling Lawler's Law. If six players get double digits, no. it's Chris Wilde's law that they abbreviated to Lawler's Law just for the alliteration. If you if you're a longtime fan of the show. Well, we all know it's not Nolster's uh, Chris Chris Wilde's conundrum, which is of course no, it's not. When it's not Nolster's Chris Wilde's conundrum. It's not <laughs> well, that. 
Well, I mean, we we all call you Nolster, but I mean, you're Chris Wilde, so I was trying to fix that. That's right. Uh, the, con- the conundrum is, of course, I'm Chris Career Best Wilde. The conundrum is if the Clippers get a hundred before the opposing team gets sixty nine. That <laughs> is Nolster's Chris Wilde conundrum. Because we're that's 12. the true conundrum. Yeah, that's the true if you conundrum. Can get and so my thing that I want to ex- uh, I want you to expound upon and expand on. But first, but first, is, could, but first, could I please interrupt you and say, the conundrum has never been proved proven wrong. If you get a hundred before the other team gets sixty nine, I'm pretty sure you always win the game. Always win. Oh, that's a hundred percent. That's that a given. 100%. Like there's plenty of people get a hundred first and don't win. So you tell me. Now go ahead. What do you want me to expound well, upon? So expound upon the conundrum. Yeah. Is the conundrum? Huh. If it is exactly one hundred to sixty nine, or I, I believe it's that I believe it's if the Clippers get to one hundred before their opponent gets to sixty nine. Yes, that's what it is. It's that. And then one night and we so, were texting, and you were like, "No, it's got to be the exact." And I think we came up with some other dumb thing, some other name for it. I thought it was the, per- the Nolster's perfect conundrum. Is when it lands <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know. I imagine. I imagine in the stands carrying on like braying donkeys like we do we probably had rules for this at some point but i don't remember what they are well chris wilde's new law which a lot of people are calling lawler's law no they're is not if you uh, well one person is me <laughs> so if six players get in double digits for the clippers we win every single time that is your law it's just not true for every team as the chicago bulls Proved a tonight. I love, by the way, I love when uh, in the post-game press conference, this is just some dumb stuff that I notice. Whenever they talk to the guys after day games, they always say tonight instead of today. Like they're so, they're so computed to play games at night. Like yeah. day games make no, make no sense, sense for the NBA player. It makes no sense. No and sense. And when we get our own stadium, we're not playing a single day game. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not doing it. Ugh. Hallelujah. Yeah, I don't enjoy them. I, I don't enjoy them for a multitude of reasons. I don't I do, here, here's the biggest one. When I go to day games, where am I supposed yeah. to put, where am I supposed to put my sunglasses when I get inside the stadium? I never it's very it's weird. Put them in my pocket? If you put them on if you put them on your shirt, it's going to stretch the neck out of your you're shirt. You lose your glasses when you're jumping up and down cheering for the Clippers. And by the way, you never said that Chris Wilde's law was when any team in the NBA has six players in double digits, they win. You said no, Clippers. when the Clippers, Clippers have six players in double digits, they win. So hey. that's right. Because why would it be for other teams? Everyone knows that Chris Wilde loves the Clippers. Although tonight he said some really outrageous, controversial things. There's audio clips. Let's go clips of me saying I hate the Clippers. I know. I'm going to pull up. Will deny. My ringtone. I will deny that. <laughs> you will not make it your ringtone. Every time you call me, I have the most pleasant ringtone. I, I'm not smart enough or hip enough or Gen Zoom enough, even though I'm a massive TikTok influencer. And P.S. Welcome to TikTok at Henry Dittman. Oh, thanks. It's, at Chris it's very fun. Wild and at Henry Dittman on TikTok. It's the Both best. of the it people the best following me are platform. having a good time. <laughs> hey, I told all 106,000 followers of mine to follow you, and eight of them did. That's so now nice. you're up to 44. Oh, I like it. They listen. It's fun. Um, it's fun. But what you were saying, what's the ringtone well, when I call I, you? It's the most pleasant. I can't get a sound like off the internet or like a thing, but I can just go to the ringtones available 
uh, made to me by my iPhone. I'm sorry, Uncle Steve. I have an iPhone. If you gave me one of your Microsoft phones, I'd use that instead. Oh, I would too. But I have the most pleasant. It's like soothing. It's like doo 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 doo. Oh, that's it's nice. So soothing whenever you call me, and now you're changing your ringtone to ha- I call it, and it's me going. It's me, Chris Wild. I hate the Clippers, everybody. Well, it's good. Cha, listen, cha, cha. listen. Hey, now hold on, buddy. Before you get your feelings too hurt, the current ringtone I have when you call sounds like this. Yes. Sounds like this. <laughs> Just like that. It's soothing. It's soothing. I don't know what that sound was. I guess it was me it sounds vomiting like I and then got going the to the wind. toilet. <laughs> it sounds like I got the wind knocked out of me, but I farted. It sounds like you got kicked in the in the stomach. The wind knocked out of you. It made you, made you make yourself sick, and then go sure. to the toilet. So yeah, I think I'm so. sick right now. It was I'm very difficult. This topic. All right. It so was very difficult to got- describe that and keep this thing, you know, PG. But I did it. Uh, yeah, I'm very proud You're welcome, of PG-13, America. the great PG-13, <laughs> the captain of the Clippers. It's PG-13's team. It's not Kawhi's team. Oh, no. Okay, so two days off. We have we are back at home Wednesday for the New Orleans Pelicans and mm. Zion Williamson. Here's kind of something interesting that I noticed in the schedule, Hank. We spend about three full weeks in California, dating back to last week when we sadly – I believe we lost to the San Antonio Spurs, and I don't want to talk about it. But the next night, we crushed Golden State in San Francisco. Then we did that weird new NBA half-season baseball series where the L word gets to play the Spurs three times and then the Memphis Grizzlies two times over five games. So they're doing this weird baseball series style where you play teams a couple, two, maybe even three times in a row. Yeah. So – since that Spurs loss, we literally have three weeks in California. So that's a home loss versus the Spurs. The next day, we go up to California. That's just it's – it's like a puddle jump. It's a little hop, skip, and a jump in the Clippers' private jet up to S- San Francisco. We get the W. We all know what happened with our problematic bench. On Friday, we lose. Spicy coach Ty Lue, Spicy Lou makes the adjustment, and now we reap the rewards today at home – once again, in California. And I'm going to continue this three weeks of California. Wednesday, home, New Orleans. Friday, at Sucktown for the Sucktown Queens, nay, Sacramento Kings. Day off, back home Sunday evening. Sunday, I repeat, evening versus Indianapolis, Indiana Pacers. I believe I'm going to try to go to that game, P.S. Great. couple days off. Here we go. Two weeks in a row of Sunday, Wednesday, Friday basketball. This week, it's Wednesday at home, New Orleans. Like I said, Friday up into Sucktown. Then next week, it's Sunday night, Indiana. Wednesday, Sucktown. That baseball series style, two games in three, two games versus two in three, two and three versus Sucktown at home. Friday, OKC, keeping going with the baseball. Sunday, uh uh-oh, at home, afternoon, OKC to finish out our three weeks in California, okay? So to prove to you that, I am an idiot. <laughs> Go on. I <laughs> now you got my attention. I want to talk about these. I want to talk about these baseball series style matchups. Yes, in the past we would play Portland at Portland and then come home and play Portland at home, but never ever would we play OKC at home two games in three days. I love it. You know, and then. I, I really I I like it. I, I, oh, well, you it's like funny. it. You I don't love, love it. it. For the, 
I love it for the Clippers. I do like it. But then when like when I look over down the hall and I see they get to play Memphis, and I'm like, come on. And, and I know that the strength of schedule always evens out at the end. I, I get it. And and the West is tough. And and there was a while where I thought, oh, maybe the West is kind of underperforming this season. But then I took a look at the standings, and wouldn't you know it, there's 10 teams that are 500 or better, and everybody is just in spitting distance. And that is a testament to how tough the West is. There's no real standout team, right? So, like, the L word is right now best of the West, and right underneath them is Phoenix, and right underneath them is us. But you love the baseball series. Why? Why do you love Oh, I just think it's fun. I just think it's fun. I think it's fun. It's fun to, like, see how we match up and see how we do in something somewhat akin to a short series. I miss those first round series of 20 years ago where the first round of the playoffs. Best in five. Was best of five. I thought that was fun. Um, I think right. uh, I just I don't know. I like I have always enjoyed. I'm not a huge baseball follower. I've always just like a lot of Americans love to go to games and enjoy them. But I'm not like a stat head or follower of right baseball. I know but I do. You. you prefer football. Uh, but I yes, it's true. But I do enjoy um, the concept of splitting the series, winning the series. A, a team comes to town and plays a series. I love that. I think it's fun. That's the only well, I, thing. I it's think just it helped Golden State. I think it helped Golden State, right? So we beat them game one, and then we're beating the pants off of them game two, and then they come back because, you know, they're Steph Curry-led crazy scorers. I, the, my, the, the running theme for when we were playing the Warriors was, who's that guy? Anyway, yeah, I think it helped. I think it helped the Warriors that they got to see us twice in a row and they and you know they made some adjustments on the fly and obviously Steph Curry got hot so I'm I I don't know that I've seen it help the Clippers yet and I'm and I'm hoping to so we've got you know this baseball like series ish versus Sacramento where we play them two out of three games and then we've got a full on baseball series two home games in three days at uh, at home versus OKC I'm assuming without looking that OKC probably is in LA for a while or California for a while and probably plays the L word and probably plays, you know, up in San Fran or Sacramento. I, who knows? Who cares? Oh, well, listen, yes. listen, let's, let's, let, let me look a little bit more concretely at our next four games for you. Okay. Then. Yes. That's, How that's that? the whole let's, thing. Let's, let's take New a Orleans, second because Sacramento, New Orleans, New Indiana Orleans, and OKC. Yes. Yeah, four so, opponents. Okay. Well, let, let's just talk about the next four games. Okay, the okay. Pelicans are four and five, and they've lost three in a row. Sacramento is four like and six, it. and they've lost two in a row. And the Indiana like Pacers it. are six and three, so they're looking pretty nice in the East, you know, in the East. Mm. But I'm, t- but mm-hmm. like we're, we're lined up right now to have a nice little run. And listen, the, the Pelicans yeah. can always be dangerous. They can always be dangerous. Uh, every they got NBA Steven team. Adams now. Every NBA team. Right, but they've got Stephen Adams now, who's a really great center. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is averaging 24 points a game. 24 points mm. a game. So you know, yeah. they, but but honestly, they're they're losing. They're on losing streaks, and we're 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 playing great. So I'm not going to make right. any predictions because I now feel as though I'm terrified to make predictions of games after last playoffs. <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you right now, confidently, 68 and four, lock it in, go to Vegas, put the, take a second mortgage out. Clippers are finishing this season 68 and four. Count it, count it. Oh, I like that. So you that. can't go 68 and four without winning all of these baseball series. But that's kind of fun. We're we're getting our first kind of look 
at the baseball series coming up. We, we haven't really seen we, – well, we saw it in Golden State. We saw it at San Francisco, but we haven't – you know, that, that, so that was the first taste of it, and we split the series. So now we've got two more baseball series coming up, and let's – See how we do. It's very. I, I'm very yeah, excited. We're gonna, we're gonna so, see. And I, look, you want you also brought up brought up Oklahoma City. So I will say that they're on a little tear Shea right Gilgis. now. They're on a little tear right now. They're you know they've He's doing they've, lovely. They've won three in a row. They're five and four. And Shea is their points leader. He's averaging 19.8 points a game. Um, oh, yeah. And you know we love Shea. He had over 30 today. We love him. They're a little bit harder to figure out how we will match up against them. But I don't think. This run of games for us is particularly terrifying. Everybody said, all the analysts said, all the pods, all of all, all the media said at the beginning of the season, oof, we got dealt a rough hand at the beginning of the season, and we truly did. The beginning of the season was brutal. We went brutal. Lakers, Denver, Dallas, Minnesota, Portland, Utah, Phoenix, who is now, I believe, number one, right? Are they still number one? Um, uh, half a game out of first. San, L word one. San Antonio's five. Like I like San Antonio's five and three. Like when we played them, Warriors are top eight. Spurs are top eight. Like please, like like we. These are a lot of teams above five hundred that we played to start. Yeah, a lot. Oh yeah. And then Golden State. Who, frankly, yeah, we beat Golden State the first of these two games. Uh, but but Curry had just had a what do you have a sixty two point game two games before that and then we then a thirty point game right before us then he had that terrible game and then of course he was going to come back and have a of great course. game the second game against us. I think that's He's what great. kills me about the baseball series is when you play a guy like Steph Curry it's very hard to contain Steph Curry in back to back games but what you tuned me into and you just kind of you just kind of briefly brushed past it was that much like the olden playoff games of best of five, this is actually going to suit us and get us some trial by fire for the actual playoffs because that's what the playoffs are. And I think we stubbed our toe big time thinking that we could just close out Denver. Oh, oh, we're up 3-1. Oh, we only need three games. Oh, we don't even need to win this one tonight. We can just win the next one. So, like, look, when you play these series, is you can't take any moment, any quarter off any minute for granted. And I think we're going to be that better prepared, I guess, as is everyone else in the NBA. But these Clippers are going to be better prepared for the playoffs. Now, I was told something, and I think you're keen on this as well, but let's make sure the listener knows about it. Kawhi, for the first time in four years, played a back-to-back. That's yeah. massive. Yes. Big time. That's massive. Yeah. And well, we need do that. You know why? Do you know why he played a back-to-back? No, I don't. Do you know why? I do know why. Tell me. He asked Coach Ty Lue. Ooh. He asked for it. Ooh. He said, Coach, I want to play. Because is, is it because he lost in San Antonio and so he wanted to, to shake it off? Is that why? The justification for I want to play in back-to-back games this whole season is because he feels like he's finally, A, controlled his injury. By the way, scary moment today. Ooh, we oh, landed, and every, the guy uh, fell on him. Oh, so scary. Little limpage. But he's, little he's, limper. He's on top of it. He's on top of his injury. He feels better about his injury, A. But more importantly, B, he felt that PG-13, who was coming off a big injury, missed a lot of games early last season, he felt they didn't log enough minutes and have enough chemistry, and it screwed him, and it hurt him in the bubble. He wants to log as many minutes with his buddy, Paul George, because it's their team, not his team, 
not my team, it's their team, yeah. and he wants to log as many minutes as possible. And that's massive for your Los Angeles Clippers. Well, buddy, I want to log as many minutes as possible with my buddy, Chris Kawild Leonard. As many minutes as possible. <laughs> they call me Lenny. They call me Lenny Wild. As many, <laughs> as many minutes as we can log together. There's something else I, I really want to point out just as we go, as we sign off. Again, to our Nervous Purvis fans, uh, the, yes. the best fans in the NBA. Toot toot, if I may say, uh, say so myself. We, ha- we all looking. know, we all know that the big knock on Doc Rivers was that he never made any adjustments and he never had any practices. And, and, re- and literally, that is what he went out. He fell on the sword of never making adjustments in the playoffs last season. Right. And now Ty Lue is 10 games into the regular season. And he's 11. making he's making adjustments. He's trying oh, things he out. After he's 10. figuring things out. Right. So I I, th- yep. I think there's some there's stuff there to be optimistic about. And if you're sitting here listening right now, first of all, mm-hmm. congratulations on making it through the entire podcast. But if you're listening right now and rolling your eyes, tell at them me, what they've won. If you're if you're rolling your eyes right now at me saying that, then just go online and look at the standings and look at our record and realize things are great. Things are great. Oh, yeah, we're a game out of first. Yeah. Game at a first, and, and that, we're like, about to play New Orleans, then Sacramento, and then Indiana, and then Sacramento, and then Oklahoma City twice, and then Atlanta. Like we got a nice little run this. of games here where we can we, got, we, we can get this. some momentum. Yeah, we can get some momentum. Yeah, absolutely, we 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 home we could literally easily go six and two, seven and one, eight and zero, oh, literally in the next day. Easily, we've yeah, got we'll spaced see. out games. There's no back to backs in the next two weeks. All of it is California cooking. Like it's all good. Yeah, then our road, but then our road trip is not versus a bunch of killers either. Then we go on the road. No, it isn't. Atlanta, Miami, Miami's pretty good. Orlando can be good, but New York, New York, uh, then Nets, then Nets. We'll have to see. That's gonna be a fun. Nets game. are having growing pains. Nets are having growing pains. I know they friends. are. I know. Just that's what I said. We'll see because you just don't know what you're gonna get. But we get. We, we're gonna. We're going to get a little uppance coming our way now after a tough start to the season. And we're just going to have to see, make sure Come the Clippers can keep pushing hard with the, we've got healthy players. Let's just hope we don't take our foot off the gas. That's what we're hoping for. Absolutely. You can't win them all, even though I predict every year that we will. That's we're right. seven and four. We're the three seed and look at ahead at the two seed and the one seed. Have we played them? Yes. Have we beaten them? Yes. So I think we're better than them. All right. Let's sound the horn going off on a great note. Congratulations to Nicholas Baboom with that explosive new nickname that is so controversial, that has split Clipcast in two, that Hank absolutely hates. He thinks it's the worst nickname of all time. He, he literally at one point left the show, but then and then came back and, and said, okay, I'll still co-host the show with you, even though it's under duress. Let's can we sound an explosive Nicholas Baboom Kaboom kind of explosive horn? Yep, here it goes. Katoot, katoot. <laughs> Nicholas Katoot. <laughs> Nicholas Katoot.
Facing 